Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brother John, and how are you, sir? I am feeling fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. All right. Just all do, right. It'll have to. That'll. That's enough. That's enough to do. That qualifies for being able to do the show. I think I'm qualified. Uh, you know, yesterday I was about a C plus, but today mm. I, I'm definitely a solid B. Okay. Which I think is is that's perfect. So if you got your A game on, that can become a problem sometimes. Sure could. When it comes yeah, to doing so. the bro show. That's right. This careful. is the this is the bro show. We are actual biological brothers. My name is mm-hmm. Jerry. My name's John. There you go. I'm sure you can tell the difference. Our voices are remarkably different. And uh we do have the same mother and father, however. I think yep, that's, that's important. What the birth that's, cert- important. that's what the birth certificate says. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Yeah, we're going to run with that one. Yeah, we're just going to go with it. It's, it's better not to question these things too much. Hey, it's too complicated. Wh- oh, yeah, what shirt uh, or T-shirt are you wearing? Oh, now? well, listen, I've got I Live Here 2 T-shirt with the Wolfie on it. I had to oh. wear it today because I had my review by my boss. A couple days ago, and I promised if I got a good review, I would mention the Center for Humans and Nature, and I tried to it. So I did it. I did it, boss. Mentioned you did, didn't you? Yeah. Did it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure I got your that boss is going to be over with. Yeah, it's done. Now we can trash him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't trash you. No, 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 no. No, I would never do that. And yeah, it yeah, just so just... happens. Well, I'm wearing the. Uh, I'm wearing the season. Season of the Ox. Ooh, that's nice. yeah. That's a yeah, that's a nice T-shirt. You know, we got, good our T-shirts became pretty highbrow when we started this thing with the seasons. You know? Yeah, yeah. That rat season of the rat. That was yeah, game. yeah. Oh, those were man. the days. Yeah, <laughs> those were the days. It seems it's in a rearview mirror now. But we're mm. here at this time, and we have a sponsor. It's the Horn Lizard sure do. Canyon. Uh, Horned Lizard Conservation Society, and they have a Horned Lizard Canyon T-shirt, which yep. shows a frisky little uh, horned lizard walking around in a canyon in West Texas with a red-tailed hawk flying over him. It's a really cool T-shirt. You can buy it there on their site. We got the link to it and everything. And 100% volunteer organization, no payroll yeah. at all. No payroll. They don't stuff their pockets with their salary. Or lizard skins. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, listen, this organization does an incredible job with research, promoting the fact that these poor animals are endangered and they need to be, we want them to survive. They're, they're wonderful little critters, so they do their work, and they're headquartered in Austin, where you happen to be, yeah. and uh, all good stuff. Yeah, lizards. I think so, too. Mm. Once uh, once things get a little looser here in Texas, well, once I think they're a little looser in Texas with regard to the pandemic, I want to get out and visit these guys if I can. Yeah, I think that'd be fun before the season's over. You know, right. it'll, yeah, I think that's going to be a good thing. So we'll see how that goes. And speaking of lizards, this week's lizard story, since this is the season of the lizard. 
This week's lizard story is, well, the lizard is so big that it's going to take two episodes to cover it. Yeah, it's a fascinating animal. I mean, we're not just talking because it's a big lizard. It has to be a big story. The fact is that this lizard has so many different interesting facts, it's going to take a while to get through it all. And and the lizard itself is very large, 10 feet long, 300-plus pounds. Wow. That is one heavy animal. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, efforts to conserve and, and protect this animal and how it reproduces, which is interesting, next oh, week. crazy. Next week. Next oh, week. are we? Yeah. Oh, next week we'll okay. do that. This week, this week we're going to talk about the lizard itself. And, uh, you know, throw out a few facts. and, and Okay. Okay. You ready? Well, where, where, Are you where, ready? Do, where does this lizard hang? Am I going to have to worry about it being in my backyard? Indonesia. Okay. So I can rest assured that when I get up in the morning and I go get my newspaper, I'm not going to have to wait for a lizard to no. cross the street. No, you're not. But if you didn't okay. have to wait, they can cross the street pretty quick. Yeah, and for a long, and they're also, they're not only uh, sprinters, but they're also marathon type. They, they do seven, seven miles, miles per day. Well, In other yeah. Words, although they're, they're homebodies, I think. I think they like yeah. to hang at home. They do. They, they uh, live in the Indonesian ar- archipelago. It's a series oh. of islands, including the Komodo Island. Ah. So they're island dwellers. And you're right. They're very homebodies. They're, they're homies. They, well, the they scientific the term hood. for that is they're lounge lizards. <laughs> that is the scientific term. You know, that's not just Bill Murray <laughs> that we're talking about now. That's actually a dragon. <laughs> These things are, are totally prehistoric. Uh, if, if we, we put a link in here this week to the uh, National Geographic article. And wow, uh, I have to tell you, that's it's a really good article. There's some stunning pictures. Oh, the pictures are incredible. I mean, if you want to make a science fiction movie, don't go yeah. with the you know the other the other lizards, the iguana, oh, this no, and that. No. Just go right to the just. To yeah. the, I mean, go for the gusto. Go with this lizard, Komodo yeah, we, lizard. You know, years ago I heard about this this lizard, and I thought to myself, they got to be exaggerating some of this stuff. But there's plenty of video to prove everything. They say about this lizard is absolutely oh. true. You know, it can eat a deer, no sweat. It can eat eighty well, percent of its body weight, John. It, you know what? It'd be easier to describe what this animal won't eat. It eats just about everything, and it's a carnivore, so that means that meat is yeah. meat. Meat we all got to eat, uh, kind of guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting: there was a word in this. A viscerate, serrate, which is basically what they do is they, you know, we used Disembowel. to call it dress the animal. It's like they just pull all the guts out so they can keep all the meat right there and go chopping away. They do. And <laughs> not just that, here's the kicker, guys. They have little, they have shark-like teeth, meaning sawing kind of teeth, which would be handy if you're going to chomp on a, uh, they can take down like an, you know, uh, an ox. They really eat big animals. And <laughs> water they, they buffalo. Can, water buffalo, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, more than one of them can chow at the same time. So they can, they really have their, their chops down. So speaking of chops, they got these teeth, but that's not all, John. They produce venom. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's venom, not going to just immediately kill you. It's going to no. put you in shock. 
You're just going to be loss. wobbling around while it's he an keeps... Anti, it's a blood thinner. They have blood thinner in their venom. <laughs> and so the, bleed they try out, to huh? pull your guts out. And if they don't succeed, then you bleed out or you faint because it's pretty bad stuff. And, uh, I mean, it's hard to imagine. And like many carnivorous lizards who who swallow a lot of big chunks of food, these guys slobber like nobody's business. Slobber <laughs> 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 eaters, A bib right. won't work. No, a bib won't work. It'll eat right through the bib. I mean, these guys really have some slobber going on. And when they're in pursuit of prey, that's when they really slobber. So, it, oh. you know... Have you ever wondered why, why do we get kind of, why does it you find yourself swallowing a lot when you walk into a steak restaurant or something you know and you smell something really good and you you have to swallow a lot it's because you produce more saliva why do you produce saliva so that when you eat it'll go down easily now if you God, go into a room and they're cooking turnips do you do you start salivating no no because you're going to chew up the, the the turnips but when you walk into a room that's cooking barbecuing chicken or ribs yeah, you'll salivate because you're not going to chew it as much. You're just going to swallow more, so you need more saliva. Lizards are the same. The other guy slobbers. Yeah. Well, I can tell you know uh, the other thing. I animal man, you got to tell us. Yeah. Let's just yeah. say that we're confronted with this animal. We happen to be on vacation in Indonesia, and all of a sudden we're we're, we're doing a stare down with this animal. How should we react? Well, first of all. If there's a drought or game is scarce, you should be concerned. You I'm already concerned. concerned. <laughs> yeah. Now what uh, do I do? Concern? I can. I can. I can do that. I can. I can. I, I, would climb a tree. I can be afraid of cat. I would climb a tree. You could probably outrun it. Well, you and I can't outrun it, but a normal person could outrun it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think our best bet is to try and get get to a high ground. Or this okay. guy isn't isn't gonna isn't gonna grab us, you know. That would be one one way to do. It. I think a tree would be the best bet. If, okay. If I had to, yeah. I I appreciate your your uh, animal wisdom there. All right. Well, I don't want to go on too long because we have more to cover next week. We sure do. So do we have a word? We have a word. The word this week is diffident. D i f f i d e n t. Yes. Uh, this is a word that you see so many times, but then you say, duh, what does this we don't word know what, mean? You don't know what it means. You, you think don't you know do, what it you means, don't. and quite often the sentence and saying within the sentence doesn't really give you a good clue. You, no. you start, so no. give, us a, give us a definition. All right, well, yeah, he, here it is in a sentence, and this illustrates exactly what you're saying, John. He was charming, diffident, but Above all, very friendly, with no airs or graces. For yeah, sentence, you, you, I can't tell what he is. Charming and diffident together don't quite tell the story because this word doesn't sound like somebody necessarily is charming, but it could no. be. So, yeah. So lacking confidence. Lacking confidence in one's ability, worth, or fitness. Timid. Shy. Yeah, I could see this being more of the shy with charming. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than lacking confidence, uh, that's the way I'd kind of put it. I got this article in a, uh, I mean, I got this word in an article about John Lennon and uh, when he went to Bermuda to rediscover his music. And they characterized him as diffident. He was very modest and charming. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, good word. 
Very good word. And it's a good word because we see it all the time. I see it a lot yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I think I know what it means, but I don't. Yeah. Wow. And maybe maybe you're in the same, maybe listener, yeah. you're in the same boat. You might yeah. want to think about this word a little more before you start throwing it around. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good you one. Know. No doubt. Yeah. You know, you get it mixed up, you know. My, difficult. My family said, "Yeah, uh, you know, you or see different, and that uh, that can throw you for yeah. a loop." He's different. No, he's different. Know the difference. Hey, okay. You know what? The baseball what? season is coming to a close this weekend, regular season wise, and we'll jump into postseason. So I thought it's a good time to maybe reflect upon some of the things we've seen. Well, some of the yeah. the good stories. So rather than we're going to do three quickies here, quick stories. Yeah. You One know, the on thing the is, team. I thought about. Hold hold on a minute. I thought about this, John. You know what it I is? Oh, we have the bases loaded. We have three stories. Yeah. We got someone on first, point. second, and third. We've got three stories, and let me tell you, I'm excited about all three of these. Are you really? And you're you're yeah. kind of a you become a little bit of a you become more than a little yeah. bit. You are a baseball yeah. fan. Yeah, I become a, an enthusiast. I have. I and you know I don't know what happened and when it happened. I don't want to think about it too much. No. I, I, you know you don't want to second guess these things at this stage of my life. I'm thankful for whatever enthusiasms I have. But baseball is one of them. And you know what, John? If well, I got yeah. a lot of work to do and I'm kind of semi stressed out or something, I'll turn on a ball game. And I immediately feel better. Immediately. It's very relaxing. It's George it's Carlin sound. said there's no clock. No, we're George not, we're Carlin not pressured a lot by about baseball. time. Baseball could go on forever. Just got to keep hitting. Baseball lives in the eternal now. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. The way, that's right. the way it works. So, Let's hey, look, it. we got these three stories. We got one called the team. Got one the player and the play. So we're going to start with the team. And I'm, we're both St. Louis Cardinal fans. Well, at least I am, and I think you are too. Yeah, and I am. so the Cardinals pulled off something pretty amazing, of which I was able to witness almost, I'd say, a good third of it. And that is the Cardinals had a 17-game winning streak that started in September, ended just a couple of days ago. And you're saying, well, 17 games that sounds pretty impressive. Where does it fit into the big, uh, the you know, the world of of, of baseball winning streaks? Well, 26 is the, the magic number. There's been streaks that are much more famous. The Moneyball 20-game streak of the A's. Since then, we've even had a 23-game winning streak by the Cleveland Indians. Actually, it's not even the longest streak in the month of September. Back in 1935, on their march to becoming the uh, NL pennant winners, the Chicago Cubs had a 21-game streak. So what makes this streak so interesting? Yeah. Several things do. Uh, the thing is, most of those other teams experienced success during the year. The Cardinals were, back in August, were not even a 500 uh, percentage team, a 550 percent uh, team. They That's were right. below 500. They right. were given throughout the season, most of the season, less than a 2% chance of even making the playoffs. That's and right. as of the early part of September, it was uh, just a little over 2%. So what they did is they pulled together this miraculous streak that has resulted in them now being a wild card uh, team, a participant in, in postseason. Um, and they did it with a bunch of older players. And usually, you know, when you get old, you don't get better. But the Cardinals, I guess, are like fine wine. They have improved. 
And if you yeah, take a look at the, yeah. you take a look at the, and you say, well, they must have done something, uh, you know, at the, at the trading deadline to improve their club. They made two trades to get two has-been pitchers who were well over ERAs were well over five. Um, Hap and uh, John Lester. John Lester was a, was originally a Cub. And what they did is, and I, we looked at, people had asked me, why would they do that? It makes no sense. Well, these guys have come up, and what they've done is they've done like you've mentioned before with pitching. They, uh, they basically don't do the full game. They start it maybe two, two or three innings and then yeah. hand the, hand the ball over and give it to a reliever and then it results in a, in a victory. So it's going to be tough for them to go much further. Two of the best teams in the National League, San Francisco Giants and the L.A. Dodgers are right now in the series battling out to see who's going to be first. But whoever is yeah. first is going to be the other wild card team. And it'll be one and done coming Wednesday. The Cardinals wow. get a chance to see if they're going to progress or not. And, uh, That'll so be exciting, the, though. Uh, you know, it's all going to be over with in one game. Yeah, yeah. It's sudden death all the way. Yeah. So that's our team story. And I think yeah. our player story is a story that's oh. evolved throughout the whole year. Oh, okay. And talk about it's this a, a story which I think you probably can tell as much about as more because this is really what you got attracted to baseball was with the well, Otani story. It, it's partially how you know I had to, I had to learn more about it to keep up with you, but uh, and, and most of it came back to me. I knew more than I thought I knew, you know, from my childhood. But here's the deal with Otani, is that. Uh, I, I was fascinated by this guy because this is the first time since Babe Ruth played that, uh, so, that we had a home run hitter who could also pitch. You know, right. this guy, yeah, this guy is, we talked about before in an earlier episode, he, he pitched, you know, like in the high 90s uh, miles per hour for his pitches and then hit a ball, you know, with an exit velocity of 117 miles uh, out of the park, you know. So right. this guy can do both. He can really slow. He doesn't just hit the ball, John. He hits the shit out of the ball. Yeah. I mean, just this week, he, he got a single, an infield single, by hitting, by hitting the ball so hard, it broke the second baseman's glove. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, you, you would expect this to be in a movie where you'd see smoke coming in a hole in a guy's glove. That, that's <laughs> yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did what, it take the webbing out? I think it took the webbing out. <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, it yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see the fingers. replay of it, but I read about it like you did, and it's it's pretty yeah. amazing. But yeah. I, I think the story we can tell is the fact that as this season has progressed, there's two things that have happened. One is just the pure endurance. I mean, yeah. this guy is going to show that he can do both of them for a full season, and he has – even though his home run production has kind of lessened a bit, he has learned from that to become a complete, the, to demonstrate more, more complete of player. his skills, yeah. a complete yeah. player. And what I found out a couple, about a month ago is Otani is the fastest runner in the American League. Yeah. Come on, is this guy wear a cape or what is it? So, uh, <laughs> so he just stole a base. In this, he just stole a base. What, what's the happened league. is he's got 26 stolen bases. Yeah, I and know. just the the story that we've linked to is gives another singular uh, feat that he has, and he's the only ball player to have more than forty five homers, more than twenty five steals, and have a hundred runs scored. Now, yeah. two of those uh, attributes, steals and runs, have nothing to do with power. 
they're getting on base and scampering around and getting to home plate. And this ignores so his pitching. This, this yeah, is ignoring, ignoring his pitching. pitching too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, he doesn't play every game. It's not like he plays every game. But he does play a lot. I mean, he doesn't get many days to rest. You know, no, he, no. He, well, he, considering he's a pitcher, you know, most so, pitchers uh, play what? Every every third or fourth game? Oh, every uh, fifth day they'll pitch. So this yeah. guy, you know, he DHs. He does play very rarely, but he does play in the field. He can play right field. And you yeah. could imagine, you know, he has the attributes of a right fielder. He's fast and he has a pretty good arm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'd say it's a good arm. <laughs> So yeah. he, he's a man. Uh, I, I I think Joe Madden, the manager, said it best. He says this guy is just now his skill sets. He's just beginning to tap into his his tools, his incredible tools to become that skillful, smart ball player, taking advantage of the things that are you know that that are out there to, to be given. So if you're not going to pitch me for in a way in which I can hit home runs, I'll take a walk. I'll steal a base. I'll score. I can make it happen. Well, yeah, yeah, they are doing that. You know, they're. Uh, <laughs> I think the last part of the season, the reason he hasn't had as many home runs, it's the way they're pitching to him. You yeah, know, they're pitching around him. Last night's yeah. a good example: intentional walk. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. don't even throw. They say, "I'll just put him on first base." Jeez, wow. So, so that's the play. I'm gonna have to say it. I'd say it. That's chicken shit. You know, really. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You're not going to strategy. It's chicken strategy. <laughs> okay, I said it wrong. <laughs> All right, what's the what's the major play? Hey, the play. Here? Hey, listen, this what's is earlier the in the season. A couple of deadbeat teams, the Cubs and the Pirates. Oops, I didn't speak. Sorry, Cub fans. Um, and uh, early in the season was a nice uh, Thursday afternoon, kind of, you know, just cool, relaxed, whatever. Third inning comes up, and I'll give you the situation very carefully here, clearly. There's uh, two men out. There's a man on second base, and Javier Baez of the Cubs comes up the bat, and he hits a ball to the third baseman. Very sharply, he hits the ball. The ball goes to the third baseman, and the third baseman very quickly puts an air throw into the air, and it goes a little bit off the bag, a lot off the bag, towards home plate. It's on the that side. The first baseman catches the ball. Baez is coming towards him. He's got two choices. He can either go back and touch the bag and the inning's over and we go back in the dugout, or he can go try tagging Javi Baez. Instinctively, Baez realizes that he doesn't want to get tagged, but he's only got one place he can go. He can only go back towards home plate. Very anti-intuitive. doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. No, there's all no, the no reason to go back to home plate. No, uh, the first base. No reason to go back. And But what happens, this is almost like, it's cartoonish, it's like Tom and Jerry. And the mouse, played by Omago, the magician, Javi Baez, decides that he is going to playfully go back and then stop. And then, of course, the first baseman is going to run towards him, and he's going to then keep going. Before you know it, he's he's almost on top of home plate. Now, Baez touches home plate. He's out. That's another rule, which is an obscure rule. At the same time, we've all, wait a minute, we forgot there's a guy in second base. That guy is smart enough to be running, running around third base, and as Baez is approaching home plate from the first base side, the runner is approaching home plate from the third base side, and before (laughs) you know it, the first baseman says, oh, the run, the run. He doesn't realize that run's not going to count if he can just get Baez out. 
But what does he do? He throws the ball to the catcher to get the runner. And then Baez is got a free route to go back towards first base. But wait a minute. The first baseman's not covering first base. Nobody's right. covering first base. Right. The, the second baseman realizes the part, and he just scampers over there, and he is unable to catch this wild throw from the catcher. Baez goes to first and then proceeds to go to second. So what do we have? We have one run. We've got a guy on second base. So uh, it, that's funny. It's it's two errors. Uh, you got to see it. And there's one picture which I think shows the catcher, the two players, you know, that are going to be running towards their that are towards home plate or and sliding, and then the the, the 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 first baseman. Now I haven't mentioned the name of the first baseman because nobody remembers his name. Uh, yeah, he went on, yeah. he, uh, in addition to, you know, spending a fair amount of time on the couch with a psychiatrist after the play, <laughs> he pr- realized that he be mo- the best thing he could do would be to get out of Dodge. So yeah. he not only was uh, relegated to the minors by the Pittsburgh Pirates, he then realized that that wasn't good enough. He basically got his ass over to Korea to play. <laughs> That's right. He decided another continent would be appropriate. Yeah, he needed to be in another continent, and so that's that's the play. Uh, it, it, it's 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 unique. It's it, there's nothing like it. And I mean, it's like if you go to a baseball game, you're going to see something different every time. Well, this one you will never see again. I'm virtually sure. Yeah, so that's our our play. Wow. Okay. Well, John. Hey, we're running out of time. Otherwise, I'd like to talk for another twenty minutes about. Uh, some of the, some of the stuff going on this Day's season. Baseball. Hey, listen, but we got to get to Groners, don't we? Groners. Hey, our Groners are supplied to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. Oh. He. Uh, what I decided to do this week is I decided to go uh, into my uh, my Groner vault. In fact, I went to the deeper recesses of the vault to get some oldies but goodies. These might be repeats, but they're Ooh. some of my favorites. So I'm going to lay Let's on play two of these on you. Okay. I'm ready. Here's the first one. What is the basis for all copyright law? What is the basis for all? And by the way, you don't have to be have a law degree to get this. The answer. That's a relief. That's a relief. <laughs> I, I never, I never passed the bar. You know. <laughs> you know what? I've never passed the bar either. No, you go right into the bar, don't you? <laughs> uh, got any ideas what this might be? None. Basis of copyright law, the statute of limitations. Oh, that's very good. That's very <laughs> I good. I like that. I now, like that. Here's a good one. Why do NRA members like to wear short sleeve shirts? To show off Why their guns. Very close. They like to bear arms. Oh, <laughs> that's even better. That's very good. Yeah, listen, I couldn't resist these oldies. 